You're listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast with Dr. Cameron Marshall. Ask Concussion Doc is a show where we answer your questions about concussions, treatment, and rehabilitation to help practitioners better manage these injuries. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ask Concussion Doc, episode number 49. Next week's the big one, number 50. Um, just a reminder to everyone that the logo contest for Concussion Doc uh, closes on Monday, June 3rd. Just to give you guys kind of a, the context of, of uh, why we're doing this, this event or competition is um, basically I want something I can put on my Instagram tag so that it's kind of like a logo and branding for my, for my Instagram page. Any posts that I put up, just kind of a watermark in the bottom corner. Um, and so we posted some logos uh, that, that we had made. People didn't like the concept of it. Uh, and so we decided, you know what, let's put it out there and see if any, any cool ideas come in from anybody. So if you know any good designers, uh, tag them in it. Uh, we're going to be giving away $500 for whoever uh, provides us with the logo that we end up using and liking. Um, but that contest closes June 3rd and then any of the entries uh, that we like we'll put up as kind of the final contestants and then we'll let you guys vote on it. So Monday, June 3rd, if you guys know any good designers, uh, make sure you tag them and send them over to uh, my post on Concussion Doc uh, to have a look and see the contest details there. So for this episode, we have another three questions that have come in uh, and they surround kind of biomechanics of injury as well as the symptoms and signs of concussion as well as recovery and how to recover from a concussion. So the first question is, how hard do you have to hit your head to get a concussion? Question number two is, what are the symptoms of a concussion or what does having a concussion feel like? And question number three is, how do you recover uh, from a concussion and so these are fairly generic questions uh, but I think they're very common questions that people have and so we wanted to answer them for you uh, today so the first question is how hard do you have to hit your head to get a concussion kind of a trick question because you don't actually have to hit your head to get a concussion concussion from is, is a result of acceleration and deceleration of the brain inside the skull so obviously the easiest way in which the brain can undergo acceleration or deceleration is to receive a direct impact to the head however if you're in a motor vehicle accident or even if you're hitting the body let's say you're tackled playing you know rugby or football and somebody hits you in the body and your head whips back and forth even though there's no direct contact with your head, your brain is still undergoing some amount of acceleration and deceleration within the skull. Obviously a direct impact will likely accelerate your head to a greater degree, which is why concussions tend to be associated with hits to the head. But what I always say is you don't have to be hit in the head to get a concussion. Concussion is the result of the brain moving inside the skull. So, but to answer the question of how hard that you need to be hit, um, a lot of the study has been done using instrumented helmets in football players. The camera turned on me. Um, using instrumented helmets in football players, um, they have these accelerometers that will be placed within the helmet to measure the degree of acceleration and deceleration during impacts. Anytime a hit happens, it registers to a computer system which kind of takes those readings and looks at the various angular and linear accelerations to the head. Now, 
if a concussion occurs and somebody experiences symptoms and they come off and they have that concussion confirmed, they'll look back at the data to see to try and see which impact caused that concussion injury. And from then they can start to develop these ranges of where concussion tends to occur. And the majority of those studies uh, have found that concussion tends to happen between 70 and 120 Gs of linear acceleration. Okay, Gs is the force of gravity and I'll give you some context around that in a second. And then also 5,500 up to 10,000 rads per second squared, which is rotational acceleration. Um, those studies have some flaws, however, because measuring acceleration of the helmet doesn't necessarily mean acceleration of the brain, right? Because the helmet is loosely fitting on the head. So if the helmet goes, undergoes a tremendous amount of acceleration, that may not actually indicate the amount of acceleration the head is undergone. But it can give us some idea as to what those forces might be. There's also things that weigh into this equation such as the duration of impact um, as well as like the magnitude itself which is kind of a combination of those things. Um, so to put in perspective 70 to 120 G's uh, we don't really have good comparisons for rotational acceleration but let's use the linear acceleration of g-forces. A sneeze is three and a half G's Chew. Okay, so that motion generally will generate about three and a half G's. These studies that I'm talking about with these football helmets, they don't even register until you surpass 10 G's. So they're not even looking at, you know, the little sneezes or the little kind of, you know, bumps and stuff. They're looking at, you know, an actual 10 G or so impact. The majority of football tackles, over 75% of those tackles, are under 30 G's. So well below the threshold needed for concussion injury. If you look at things like heading a soccer ball, okay, heading a soccer ball is between 18 and 22 Gs, depending on the age and the study that you look at. So again, the average soccer header is well below concussion threshold, right? You're talking 70 to 120 Gs. But that again is helmet. There's all sorts of questions about that. Um, a car accident in which your airbags deploy. So your airbags are set to deploy at a change of velocity of about 50 kilometers an hour or for you Americans 30 miles per hour. So if you're driving 50 or 30 miles per hour kilometers per hour and you rear end somebody the change in velocity of 30 to 50 of coming to a dead stop will cause your airbags to deploy. That has been found to translate into about 60 G's through the seat belt. Okay, so what happens to the head after that remains to be known, whether it hits the headrest or hits the steering wheel or etc. etc. Uh, or those nicely deflated airbags that are there to protect you. Um, we don't really know what happens to the head, but there is some data to show that about 60 G's through the seat belt at the point of airbag deployment. So 70 to 120 Gs is a tremendous amount of force. Um, so it's not like every little bump in, and bruise is causing a concussion, right? 75% of the impacts in football, as I said before, are under 30 Gs. You know, soccer headers between 18 and 22 Gs. Very, very low force production when you consider the magnitude that uh, a lot of the research has shown for concussions, okay? So that's kind of a general overview of how hard you have to be hit to have a concussion. But again, that hit 
doesn't necessarily have to hit you in the head. You could be hit in the body. You could fall on your bum and get a concussion. Um, and I know some people that have had that happen. Um, so just to kind of squash that one, don't have to be hit in the head. And uh, the range is somewhere between 70 to 120 Gs. However, there are varying studies and conflicting studies uh, that may challenge that notion. But the majority of studies has been done in these football helmets and that's kind of where they find that range to be. Uh, okay, next question. What are the symptoms of concussion? And what does having a concussion feel like it? Believe it or not, I, concussion doc, have never ever had a concussion. I played a lot of hockey, played a lot of lacrosse, and thankfully was, I made it unscathed in the concussion world. Um, but I became very interested in this topic while doing research. And so I understand this from a research standpoint and a clinical standpoint. What are the symptoms of concussion? The symptoms of concussion, there's 22 main symptoms that are utilized in the sport concussion assessment tool. And it's, I can try to, I wonder if I can name them all. Headache, dizziness, nauseousness, fogginess, difficulty concentrating, difficulty remembering, um, not feeling right or not feeling like yourself, trouble falling asleep at night, um, blurred vision, uh, confusion, disorientation. Um, how many am I at? I don't even. I don't even know. So anyway, the the number of symptoms, and you can look this up as to you know, let's say the SCAT. Uh, the sport concussion assessment tool. Uh, you can look up what's called the post-concussion symptom scale, which is that list of those 22 symptoms. Uh, and generally the way we rate these is a zero to six rating scale. So zero being I don't have that particular symptom up to six, whereas that is, I have that symptom and it's the worst I could ever imagine having it. So from that list of 22 symptoms, in order to diagnose a concussion, you only need one. Okay, so that's the threshold for a concussion, which, I mean, the symptoms are very nonspecific. Headaches, there's a lot of things that cause headaches. Dizziness, there's a lot of things that cause dizziness. Doesn't necessarily mean you had a concussion. No, but the way that you do this is, was there a mechanism of injury, meaning were you hit in some way, and did you undergo acceleration or deceleration of your head? And then shortly thereafter, what did you start to experience symptoms? And this could be within a few hours to even a few days after the incident where you start to experience a headache or you start to feel dizzy or you start to feel nauseous or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, having disorientation, trouble concentrating, that type of thing. That can signify that there may have been a concussion injury. And that those ones become a little bit more challenging to diagnose. If it's player gets hit and right away stands up and is off balance and uncoordinated, right away everyone watching knows that guy or that girl has a concussion for sure. But if it's you get hit, you get up, you keep playing, and you're okay and everything's fine, and then two days later you start to feel a little bit you know, out of it or a little bit foggy, is that a concussion? That, that one becomes a little bit more challenging. Okay? I think that answers the question. What are the symptoms of a concussion? Question number three. How do you recover from a concussion? So, I mean, the simple answer here is, is just time. Concussion happens, it creates this transient metabolic or energy deficit within the brain and affects some of the neurophysiologic processes that, you know, like your parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system, heart rate, blood flow, uh, etc. in the brain. 
Now that just takes time to heal. But I will say that don't use that as an excuse to not take an active role in your recovery. There are things that can be done to speed the recovery of a concussion, at least from a symptomatic standpoint. From a metabolic standpoint, there isn't a lot that can be done that we know of at least yet at this point that can speed that type of recovery. But in terms of ameliorating your symptoms and feeling better, there's a lot that can be done and most of it centers around rehab. Okay, Much of the research shows that medications are not very effective at treating concussion. Um, some things can be useful in the short term, and I know people will prescribe various things. They can be useful in the short term, but they also can come with side effects. And sometimes the side effects of those things can look a lot like the symptoms of concussion. And some things get very confusing when you're trying to figure out, is this concussion now, or is this simply a side effect of the medication that they've been put on? So treatment for concussions, you're not going to find it in a pill. Most of the evidence surrounding concussion treatment and speeding concussion recovery has to do with rehabilitation. And this comes in a few forms. Number one is exercise. There's been a ton of research which started being posted surrounding using sub-symptom threshold exercise as a form of concussion treatment but it was mostly done in people with persistent symptoms. So this research really started around, you know, the three, uh, you know, two to three month mark after injury, even longer, and it started showing beneficial effects that people that were told to rest and do nothing all of a sudden started getting better when they were given an exercise protocol in a sub-symptom threshold way. Now you can't necessarily just do this on your own. You have to undergo some sort of testing to determine what your threshold is, uh, and that can be done through various, you know, clinical networks that are out there that can help to establish what your threshold is and give you the proper guidance in terms of an exercise program to start making you feel better. That research has evolved now and moved closer and closer to the point of injury where now we start doing this at current time at Complete Concussion Management Clinics. We put people on the treadmill to establish what their threshold is as early as 10 days after the injury. There's been a few recent studies uh, which require some replication and some kind of higher quality study design before we implement them, but some research has now shown that even as early as day one or day two or day three, exercise can actually be beneficial and speed recovery of patients with concussion. So the whole rest and do nothing is out. So although it may take time to recover, exercise may be a way to speed that up. Interesting. Another one is vestibular rehab, which is your balance mechanisms. So people will feel dizzy, people may feel off balance. There's, there's potentially some rehab that can be done depending on the condition that you have that can help to give you some exercises to speed the recovery along. Same thing goes for visual rehab. If you have ocular motor dysfunctions and your eyes aren't working properly together because sometimes they're not communicating properly after concussion injury and so they're not tracking appropriately, they're not converging on targets um, at, at the way that they should be and you start to maybe get some double vision, you start to not be able to read properly because you're not tracking the words appropriately, this can be potentially a visual issue that can, again we can look at and test and then give exercises for um, and this would be carried out oftentimes by either a trained physio, chiro, whoever, or if you have more significant things, uh, we generally refer to a neurooptometrist or somebody who's more specialized in that field uh, to be able to actually run through and, and look at that stuff.
the next one is treatment of the neck. So in the previous question, we talked about the biomechanics of injury and how concussion happens between 70 and 120 Gs of acceleration. Well, research looking into whiplash injuries find that whiplash or neck injuries are also related to acceleration. However, those ones happen around four and a half Gs. So you're talking about 70 to 120 Gs delivered to your head to get a concussion. You're gonna take at least four and a half to your neck. So every concussion, every impact related concussion is going to come with some element of whiplash associated with it. Some sort of neck mild strain injury of the muscles and joints and ligaments in the neck. Your neck tells you a lot about where you are in space. Your neck can also refer pain into your head. So if you have some neck dysfunction, you might not even have neck pain, but you might feel it as a headache. Okay, so these types of constant headaches are oftentimes neck tension headaches. So issues in the neck are creating a pain in your head and you think it's your head, but it's actually coming from your neck. And your neck can also cause dizziness and, and same some of those visual issues I was talking about, some of that tracking visually can actually be related to a neck dysfunction. Some people get these these saccadic vision, you know, little glitches in their vision as they do a smooth pursuit. That can actually be related to an issue in the neck because your eyes and your vestibular system, your ears are all, and your neck are all communicating through the cerebellum to coordinate movement. And if any one of those systems is off, you sometimes will get these little glitches and you'll feel dizzy, you'll feel like you're not quite in the right space, you'll feel um, just a little bit off. Right, and that can be a neck issue. So by getting involved in this rehab as early as the first 10 to 14 days, which the research shows that's the optimal time, at least at this point from what we know, to get rehab started for somebody with a concussion injury. So how do you recover from concussion? Well, it's gonna take some time, but also you can take an active role in your recovery and get rehab earlier rather than later because it's more effective the earlier on you start doing it um, the better off you may be and you may be able to speed your uh, recovery uh, any questions come in Uh, well, obviously, I am biased, I will say that, but um, Complete Concussion Management, if you go to completeconcussions.com slash find-a-clinic, so completeconcussions.com slash find-a-clinic, um, everything's geolocated, so you should be able to click on that button and see if there's any clinic locations in your area. These clinics and these clinicians have all undergone training from us and from our medical advisory board. Um, that talks about the entire kind of comprehensive package of of concussion, concussion rehab, concussion treatment. So they do treadmill tests, vestibular, they do ocular motor rehab, they do treatment of the neck, they do uh, nutritional interventions, they do all of these things um, that are supported by the scientific evidence to make sure that uh, patients coming in there have a really comprehensive overview of what could be going on because a lot of times concussion rehab is segmented. So any of those people out there that are going through this right now will be able to tell you that, yeah, I have to go here to see my sports doctor. Then I go here because that's my neurologist. Then I have to go over here because this physio does vestibular rehab. And I go to my massage therapist to treat my neck. And then I also go to an acupuncturist over here. And now you have a million different appointments and you also have 
a million different people giving you their own insights as to what they think is going on. Meanwhile, the vast majority of the time, not one of them has ever actually received any concussion specific training to be able to kind of tie it all together. So the idea behind complete concussion management at least is to give these therapists a full overview of everything concussion related so that they can kind of be the quarterback for you to say, yes, this is a vestibular issue or no, it's actually not. Even though it appears as vestibular, you don't need vestibular rehab, you actually need vision rehab. And that that's the idea behind behind complete concussion management is to have a very comprehensive overview and very well-trained um, clinicians. So go to completeconcussions.com slash find a clinic if you need some rehab help. Any other questions? Okay, cool. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, reminder, logo contest closes June 3rd. Also a reminder, if you are listening to this podcast and you do find value in it, please make sure that you share it with all your friends. Um, just you know, invite somebody, tag them in it, share it on their Facebook or whatever else. Um, we don't do any type of advertising for this podcast, but we are here to kind of share this information with people. So if you share it, that allows us to extend our reach even further. And um, if you've benefited from it, I'm sure somebody else could as well. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining and um, be sure to tune in next week, either live or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, if you want to see what I look like, check us out on YouTube. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a review. Have questions about concussion management for future episodes? Submit them to our website, Facebook, or even Instagram. See you next time.